Hey, Andrew. Yeah, Sam? Do you, do you like feet? I mean, like, they get you walking around on those... What's that word again? Feet? Yeah, but, like, do you like feet? Like, I mean, like, they're handy tools. On yeah, the yeah, 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 but, like, do you like them? Like, I mean, like, in the sense that, like, do I like my blood? Yeah, sure. Then I, do I got the movie for you? <laughs> that was my bit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome, welcome back. Back, yes, I'm back. I thought Andrew's I was back. fired, but they pulled me back in. <laughs> me and Sam yeah, were in a meeting, and he was like, you're fired, and I gave this big speech. I was like, just you wait, just you wait. And I walked out in tears, and then <laughs> Sam was just like, Tuesday, 5 o'clock, be there. He closed, closed his phone, and yeah. <laughs> Closed my iPhone, and here we are. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. And this week we saw a movie. A movie. How, how are you doing, Andrew? I'm, I am, I am like, hoo-wee, I'm doing good. I'm doing fine. Yeah? I've got a lot of, like, <laughs> headaches over the past two weeks. Over the oh, past boy. days of the two weeks. Um, yeah, losing your phone, doing losing all this my stuff. Phone. I got a job. Got a got, job. Got, got an apartment. apartment. Like got just, a dog. Yeah. Got, got some friends. <laughs> like it's it's like the world is like Andrew can't be too happy, <laughs> so we need to add on these things. Uh, Perfectly but, balanced, as all things should be, according to your balanced. fucking boy. Perfectly balanced. Uh, if if uh, but how are you, Sam? Yeah, I'm all right. Good. Yeah, I started working. Show's going okay. Good. Yeah. Got that got that bachelor pad ready. Oh yeah, I've had so many ladies over. Yeah. Oh boy. So so many of them. It's hard to I have to bar my door so that they can't get in. That's how scary. It is. It is the life of a bachelor. <laughs> life of a single man. <laughs> we must live like Leonardo DiCaprio. Speaking of Leonardo Yikes. DiCaprio. Yikes. Speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. No, I'll, I'll date women who are older than 25 years old. Is that true? Yeah. I, I knew someone who dated Leonardo DiCaprio. I heard a story of him hooking up with someone once. That was it. Can we all tell that story? Now we have to tell the class, Sam. No, I don't. It was not my... It was a story that was told to me in confidence. Can you tell me in private? I'll tell you in private. I won't tell you on the podcast. I will make sure that the mics are not recording. (laughs) All right, perfect. Do you know this? Do I know this person? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Then I don't care. I thought you knew the person. Oh. No, sorry. Like we know someone who just uh's gonna have a who's gonna have a baby of a famous person. I won't oh, say yikes. who because again, oh yikes, 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 in Hollywood. <laughs> is this going to be your uh, Jeff Goldblum thing? Uh, like, uh, finds a way? Yeah, uh, once, once upon a time, dot, 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 in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Also, Black Klansman. Black uh, Klansman, yeah. This is the reference episode. <laughs> um, the clip show. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's 2019. What's upon a time? Feet extravaganza. You, there's a lot more feedy movies. <laughs> this was him being tame. Uh, was it? Because, like, every other shot was feet. Uh, Kill Bill has a lot of feats. He didn't direct it, but he's in it. Uh, Dust Till Dawn. He's sucking on some toes. He's sucking on some oh, Hyatt's toes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, 
Pulp Fiction. No. I can I take a guess before we talk about if we like this movie or not. Can I take a guess for you? If I liked it or not? Yeah. Sure, I'll do the same for you. But not like if you liked it or not. I'm I have a very specific guess. Okay, I I also we're, we're friends. I also have a specific guess for you. Okay. I don't think that this is your favorite movie of the year. But I think at least currently this movie is in your top four movies of the year. Okay. Don't I tell mean... me if I'm right. You make your guess. Okay. And then we'll, we can both reveal. Okay, for sure. At the end of it. I feel like you didn't like this movie. I feel like there are parts that you love. But overall, as a whole, you don't think it's that great. You don't really have anything bad to say other than personal stuff about the people who made it. But, like, yeah, you're just kind of like, eh, it wasn't for me. I get why people like it. Ah. All right. All right. Uh, I'll tell you if you're right or not. Okay. You're c- close. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're very close, and in the course of the next hour, you'll see how close you are. All right. And funny enough, you're pretty close. Yeah? Yeah. You're pretty close. Um, so I, don't top... know about, I don't know about top five. I don't know about that. Um, but top ten? Maybe. Yeah. How this year's gone out? Probably. Yeah. <clears throat> um, usually by now I make a top ten. I haven't made a top ten. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. What I are you have, doing? I know, man. Uh, <laughs> I just... Yeah, there's just... I only have three movies. You'll find out in six months, everybody. <laughs> uh, I think the back half of this year is filled with a lot I of stuff, though. So. Uh, I mean, The Lighthouse just got... Uh, they're announced... They, their trailer just dropped, so... Ooh, do you know when it's coming out? The what? Do you know when it's coming out? Oh, uh, October 18th? Awesome. Yeah. I'm stoked. There was one movie I was looking forward to, but I forgot what it was. Um, Ad Astra? Lucy in the Sky? No. The Kitchen? I've seen the posters. The Irishman? Yeah, I've got down. Um, Yeah, I forget. I'll remember. All right. But anyway, Quentin Tarantino's uh, film. Yeah, I, I liked it. There, there are parts where I'm like, it's Tarantino, and that in a bad way. Uh, I think that's bad for any director. There's a reason I don't like Wes Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, and that frustrates me. But I think overall, he is obviously a good filmmaker. Um, is he a good storyteller? Well, mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's a great filmmaker, and he's one of the best film writers ever. Ah, uh, really? Uh, yeah, I think the dialogue in this is mucho good. Alright. Uh, so yeah, what did, right. now let's hear from your words. I really didn't like this movie. Uh, I liked very little about this movie. Um, and I don't, I honestly, I, I've seen all these, like, film people being like, oh, this movie is so good, it's so, like, nostalgic for this other era, it's all this stuff, it's blah, 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 it's like, anyone who's involved in the industry will appreciate this movie, and I'm just like, what? Are you it's, sure? It's very inside baseball. Okay. It's, Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just wasn't... I really didn't like it. Like, at all. Well, let's and talk it about felt, it. It felt like it was five ding-dang hours long. God, by God. Yeah. Like what I said so with the uh, Stars board. People assume Epic has to be long. If that's not true. It's so long. Flash is an Epic. And it's and that's like, like less than two hours. Yeah, it's like... Hour forty-five. Ah, 
this felt like I was like I was worried. I was like, I know that this movie can't be that long, but it also feels like it's been four hours and I need to get to rehearsal. Uh, <laughs> I was just, oh God, it was so long, Andrew. Yeah, I feel that. Um, and it felt long. Like, I'm fine with a long movie. I saw Endgame ha- like five times. I'm fine with a long movie. But you gotta clip it along. You gotta fill that time with stuff, with with entertainment and this movie See, didn't do that I was entertained but yeah we won't I talk was about not. it uh, let's talk about this cast let's hop into this, it these like two people who are in the movie let's start with the third this is Margot Robbie Margot Robbie one of the best actors working right now she's incredible all the time Always. Yes. And she is given next to nothing to do in this movie. And it feels like a waste of someone who is so talented. To just sort of have her there. Just to vaguely reference something that doesn't end up happening. Here's my thing. I believe I've (laughs) said this on the podcast. I know I've said this to you. She is... She should have gotten nominated for an Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street. Because... Yeah, she's incredible. That role, on paper, is nothing. Is absolutely... She is the wife. And that is it. She... This is where the, the job of the actor comes in. She brought her presence and her charisma and all of that to that character and made that character memorable. So with this, I feel like Tarantino always had this in uh, in mind that this role was going to be like this. So I don't feel like it was a way. I don't feel like he was like, "Yeah, Mario, we're going to make this entire movie about you." And then they just snip, 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 and then she watched the movie and she was like, "What is this?" I feel like this was always planned, and I think he wanted an actress to have that presence. What she did bring. Um, so that's where I'm like, she's good. Yes, this is not her movie whatsoever. Um, and yeah, but for what she does, again, for the talented actor that Margot Robbie is, I felt like she was good. She was, she brought, she did what she She was good, but there just wasn't anything for her to do. And I wanted more for her to do because she's so talented that I'm just like, every time Margot's in a movie, I'm like, hell yeah, I, want, I get to see Margot do her thing. And then I didn't get to see her do her thing. I was upset about it. There's no such thing as small roles, only small actors. Yeah, um. yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking high school drama teacher. I just, I was fine with it. I, yeah, I for what also for this being the big like thing that happened at con I was like okay so she's not in it a lot let's see how they do it like I was prepared I couldn't imagine being like yeah Margot Robbie the Cher Tate story and then you're just kind of like what's gonna happen yeah Uh, that's fair I just uh, I just feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna have a character like that don't hire someone like Margot Robbie to do it why because it just because then it's just like oh yeah you have her you have her in the movie just so that you can get people who like her in it when she's not doing anything when like the people who are fans of margot robbie go see this movie and they're like oh i didn't get to see margot robbie do anything like it's just to get another name on the poster to draw people in and i feel like it's sort of like i don't want to say false advertising but False advertising. Well, close to that. I yeah. just, I disagree. I, I feel like he wanted that presence, and he talked to her, and he was just like, yo, you're not going to be in it a lot. You're going to be, like, dancing. They're 95% of it. And then he was like, are you okay with that? And she was like, yeah. Fun story. You know who originally he wanted? And uh, they, I believe she passed because of scheduling or something like that. Uh, your favorite actor, Jennifer Lawrence. I would have been 
more okay with that because then it's like, okay, yeah, she's not doing anything like she always does, and that's fine. But, but like getting Robbie. someone like like Margot Robbie, where it's like, oh, she's like an incredibly talented actor, and she and you don't get to let her do her incredibly talented thing. I just feel is a waste. Okay. Of her time. Like, if it was between this and her going off and shooting, you know, some other incredible movie, I think she like should have done the other movie. Yeah, fuck it. Like, who cares? Like, anything else. Where she's actually talented, where she gets to do her thing. Then it's like, cool. Hell yeah. Speaking of doing the thing, Leonardo DiCaprio. Doing the thing? Eating Leo the DiCap. Or bison liver, whatever I don't remember. <laughs> that that very angry boy. Yes. He's always uh, I, so angry. Yeah. I loved him in this. I thought he was really good. He was good, yeah. Uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. What do you want? What do you expect? I've, I have never related to a scene more than when he was stumbling over his lines. He was like, you looked them over last night, and then you did it, and then it looks like you didn't look it over last night. What's the matter <laughs> with you? That was good. That was funny. I, I was like, ha ha. I've related to that too much. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it was really, really, he was really good. He was very nuanced, which I really liked. I thought uh, it was good. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. He was good. I don't have a whole lot to say about Leo DiCaprio. He's great as always. He should date older women, and that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, he's dated a thirty-year-old somewhere. He's what forty-five, something like that. Mm, no, he's not fifty. He's almost fifty. He's five years off. If how old was he when he did Romeo and Juliet? Like twenty? Yeah. That was almost thirty years ago. So he's almost fifty. I don't do anything illegal. I don't care. Right. <laughs> Especially with celebrities. I it's a weird what? Town. Especially with celebrities. It's a weird town. You don't affect me. I don't. That's a weird. That's a weird sentence to say, Andrew. Is it? Yeah. I, I become. They are, they're every... people too. They like what? It's, but you can do horrible things and then get slapped the rest. I. It's. We can talk so like, about this. So like time. Woody Allen's all chill. Like you're chill with that. No, it's just. But it's like. Like. If he does go to court, he's just gonna be like, "Oh, he's Woody Allen." Uh, six months in house arrest, and it's like, "Well, it you lose hope." It's again, this is another conversation for another day. It's better than nothing, dog. Brad Pitt, <laughs> <laughs> um, the star of the film. The star. Gee whiz, boy howdy. This might be his, one of his best performances. He was really good. I love Brad Pitt so much. Yeah. He was so he was really, really good. I really liked him. I wanted to see him have like I guess more of like a of an arc. Yeah. You know? I wanted to see more <laughs> of that story. But, I mean, it's Brad Pitt. He's charming. He's good-looking. He's just wonderful. So, my entire life, I'm kind of like, yeah, Brad Pitt. He's just like a white guy. Like, yeah, he's just like pretty white boy. And then you see him and you're like, oh, wait. In this oh, movie? Oh, damn. He, I was like, ooh, Brad. Ooh, Oh, wee. yeah. <laughs> he's so, he, uh, oh, boy. When he was on the rooftop, I was like, yeah. ooh, He popped wee. off his shirt. I'm just going to pop off my shirt real quick. And I was like, oh, damn, Brad. You're 55. You are not allowed to look like that. I was like, ooh. 
Like, even in Fight Club, wild. I'm just like, yeah, he's in shape. Like, I know 50 Brad Pitts. Like, but seeing him in this, I was like, ooh, oh my gosh, Brad. <laughs> well, there I got is. fine wine. <laughs> but also, as as good looking as he was, he was also just like really good. He's he, great. I've never seen him do a bad performance. Maybe Interview with a Vampire. I like it. I do too. That's the thing. But like, maybe that's his worst. Burn After Reading, I remember not liking it, but I was also like 11, so... Oh, Burn After Reading is dope. He's so funny in it. His little dances. It's great. Little dance. Get off on your schwinn. You think I'm riding a schwinn? Yeah, it's great. I love Brad Pitt. Uh, He's always so good. Yeah. So let's let's go into the real star. Unless we got, you know, Al Pacino was here. Uh, he was in it. The hippie girl. The hippie girl, she was really good. I forget your name. Do you she have was good. The IMDb pulled up. Uh, it's somewhere. Hold on. Uh, Margaret Qualley. Margaret Qualley, I really liked her. She was really She was good. really good. Uh, Kurt Russell is always my boy. Zoe Bell, always great. Yeah. Dakota Fanning was there. Yeah. Uh, Austin oh, Butler. Oh, Was there? Yeah. Bruce Lots Stern, of stuff. A legendary actor. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. They all did good. Though not a weak link. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's hop into the oh. real star. Oh the boy. Real star. Which he, his his ninth film. I he's a. They say he's doing ten, and then he's done. Yeah, let's let's hope for that Star Trek movie. Oh God, uh, I forgot he was doing that. Fuck. Now you know Quentin Tarantino's a little weird, so he was like, "If I did a Star Trek, I can't end on an IP. It has to be an original." So I don't know if Star Trek would count. Uh Space Feet, Space. the movie. What's the problem? If he likes feet, he likes feet. Why are you kink shaming him? There's all the every other what, shot is feet in this movie. Him? Every other shot was someone walking, or or feet. I, it's just I'm not saying like don't be into feet. I'm just saying don't make your entire movie about feet. He he he's Quentin Tarantino. He can do whatever he wants. That's you're the one who saw the movie. That's not. I saw the. I, I saw the movie because we were doing it for the Ding Ding podcast. You would have seen this if if we didn't have a podcast. There's a decent chance I wouldn't have seen it. I for, before we get into Quentin Tarantino, how many Quentin Tarantino movies have you seen? I saw Inglorious Bastards, which is great. I love Inglorious Bastards. I saw Django, which is good. I really like Django. I've seen the first 20 minutes of Pulp Fiction about three times. <laughs> Do you want to tell the folks the story? I'm I'm cursed to never watch Pulp Fiction. I think I've told this story before on the podcast. Here. But I'll, I'll reiterate. I'm cursed to never watch Pulp Fiction. I get to the end of the diner scene when they start robbing the place-ish. I don't know what the order of the scenes is. I get about 20-ish minutes into this movie, and then something bad happens. The first time, the power went out in my building. The second time, my girlfriend was really sick, and I had to go take care of her. And the third time, my mom fell off a ladder. So I just can't watch this movie. One apparently. day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gather all the people who are important to you in one room, and we're all going to watch Pulp Fiction. And we're all going to die. That's the day we all die. <laughs> and a meteor hits. Yeah, that's the day the apocalypse happens. Like, I don't know why you want to end the world like that. I would because it's a very good movie, uh, and it's worth ending the word world over. Uh, Is it to show you? Yes, right. yes. Uh, <laughs> I blew Sam a kiss, and he he didn't acknowledge. I wasn't looking up at the oh. thing. I was reading IMDb things. Um. So yes, the ninth Tarantino movie. He's a good director. Yeah. He's good. I really love the direction of this. Why? Porque? Uh, why? Porque? 
Um, I really enjoyed his shots. The composition of his shots are great. Whoever his DP is, I wonder does he keep the same DP since since Reservoir Dogs? Uh, I would expect you to just know that. <laughs> I don't, sadly. Uh, but yeah, it's the shots are really good. The way he directs actors are really good. That scene. Every single person had such great chemistry. And when there was tension, there was incredible tension. The scene at the ranch was... You could you could put a piece of coal in my butt and it would turn it to a diamond. That's how tense I was. Really? Uh, I was like, oh, uh-oh. Brad Pitt's gonna die. <laughs> Brad Pitt's gonna get shot up in seven different ways. I... Was I was not at all tense. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Por qué? I just thought it was just sort of like... It, the movie was just so slow that by the time we got there, I was just like, God, this is just taking... Just come on. Come on. <laughs> let's keep it moving. Let's Five it go. years. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's so <laughs> annoying. Uh, Quentin has worked with the same guy, Robert Richardson, since Kill Bill. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah he's, he's gotten better and better and better. And yeah. yeah, I. But Robert Richardson is really good. He also he's worked with Scorsese a bunch. Ooh. Um. Yeah, he's done a bunch of really good movies. That look really good, too. That's good. Yeah, he is great at this. And also, again, yeah, the way he directs the actors, the way the scenes are uh, composed, and since it's Quentin Tarantino, we can also talk about writing. He writes movies like songs, like they have a rhythm. Yes, this movie is slow, but all nine of his movies, Ted, if you want to split uh, Kill Bill in half. They have a rhythm to them, and it's incredible. He's a very, very good uh, screenwriter. Okay. I, I what? don't think I agree with that. Okay. Uh, I think... I think he has moments in his screenplays that are really good, mm-hmm. but I don't think it carries through the entire screenplay. Um, like, especially in this, I feel like it, like this is out of the three full Tarantino films that I've seen, I think this is the weakest of them in terms of writing. Um, Especially when you consider how it ends. I think you need to not pace your movie so slowly if you're gonna if you want to make that moment work. And that screaming for ten minutes work. I think that I think you need to pick pick up the pace a little bit, buddy. Like like there was some point in the movie where where like we had we had gone through a good chunk of the movie, and then I went, "Wait, this is all happening on the same day." Oh my god, this is taking so. This is the longest day ever. Oh my god, it was wild. Also, I just I just realized spoilers. There are spoilers in this movie. Uh, luckily, we have not spoiled anything quite yet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see the movie, I recommend it. Go see it. Come back. Listen to us. We got about thirty minutes in. So hey. I hope you I don't. enjoy our, our goose. Go so go see back. Midsummer instead. It's better. Uh, I would say see this. See Midsummer. Uh, it's way better. See Booksmart. It's way better. See see all three, and then see Avengers again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, hey, it finally broke the record. It did break the record. Woo! Uh, yeah. Doc- Doctor Strange and the and the m- m- mysterious magic. Oh my yeah. god! I'm so <laughs> happy about that title. The, mis- the mysterious I... of the mysteries of the 
of the madness? I don't know what it is. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I was like, yes! <laughs> yes! Do it! Go crazy! Also, uh, Tycho's back with, uh... Tyka! Thor 4 more Thor! <laughs> I wish that was the title. Thor and Love and Thunder? Yeah. Thor, Thor Love 4 and Love and Thunder. Yeah. And that and that Natalie Portman. Yeah, she's she's thawed out. Hell yeah! Which will be Hell exciting yeah! to see how they do because Mjolnir is broken, and you don't have to be worthy to lift Stormbreaker. They'll Tycho will figure it out. Yeah, time travel. We got time yeah. travel. We got multiverses. We got lots of crazy shit right now. I just really want Thor to just be in it and not about him. That's yeah, if he's just, like, chilling. Like, the great thing about Endgame is all six characters, like, the Hulk can be back, Hawkeye can be back, and um, Thor can be back. I think, yeah, everyone else is dead. The six, yeah. yeah, uh, Or dead, quote-unquote. But for those three, I want them to be in it, but not about them. Yeah. They're you know, every once in a while, you see Hawkeye chilling. Yeah. And then he runs away. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah. Sorry, what were we talking about? Quit Tarantino. There was something specifically. Uh, writing. Welcome back. <laughs> um, welcome back. So writing, screenplays. So something after that. Building to the screaming. Yes, I said spoilers and then... Yes, building to the screaming. Well, my thing is with this movie is that it's built for people who know what's going to happen. So the entire movie, you're just kind of like, oh, okay... All right, all right, here it comes, here it comes, here's the murders, ah, jeez. So it's just, and that's why I feel like the slow play place, the slow place, the slow place and the slow pace of the movie, it uh-huh. works for the movie ultimately. Uh, because it's just a slow, like, get ready, it's coming, it's a coming, it's a coming. And then it's a Tarantino movie. It's like, no, this is what I wish could have happened. Uh, and so, yeah, that's where it worked for me. That's, uh, that's, that's my thing. Hogwash, I, I say. Hog, hogwash. I, it didn't work for me. I knew that the murders were a-coming. I, I was like, I was waiting for it. I was like, yep, yeah, that's happening. That's how this movie is going to end. So I was just sort of waiting for them to, like, actually build to it. And then it just sort of happened. And I was like, oh. Okay. I guess. All right. Sure. Why not? Fuck it. Like, it just felt like... it. it like, here's what I'll say. It felt the opposite of how I felt about the beginning of Midsummer, And how you oh. felt about the beginning of Midsummer. Yeah. It was like the opposite. Like, I was just sort of like waiting for it to like get going. I was like, yeah. all right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure, sure, sure. And I didn't feel the like tension of, of building up to anything, especially because there's no, like, in Midsummer, you get like little like ups and downs to build to it. In this one, it just sort of felt like flat the entire time. And then there's like a brief moment where you are when you're kind of introduced to the Manson family, and then and then it goes away. <laughs> and then it's like oh, and then it cuts to six months later, and there it is. Here's a weird voiceover of of what just happened. It's like oh, yeah, we couldn't have gotten any <clears throat> scenes about that. All right, sure, Here's- we're just gonna all right, whatever. Quentin Tarantino has done this in almost all of his movies. I have just saw his praises, and I still believe it. But that is lazy writing, a hundred percent. He has done that in *Pulp Fiction* and *Kill Bill* and *Django* and uh, the, the, *The Hateful Eight. He's done. He's had that brief pause, and uh, it's like, well, while you were gone, this yeah. has happened. Blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, again, show again, don't tell. It's Tarantino, but. Lazy. Yeah, I Lazy. think I think not maybe not to the same extent, but I think the way you feel about Wes Anderson is probably how I feel about Quentin Tarantino. I'm like they're good, 
but they sort of fall victim to their style. I... I get that. I... Yeah. My thing just with Wes Anderson, I'm like, I get it. This can, uh, dysfunctional family. I get it. You can show me with boxes. You can show me with yeah. hotels. You can show me with... I get it. Um, but I, th- I mean... Uh, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's... Because I don't... I think... As much as you, like, get it, you still, like, uh, Grand Budapest is great. Yeah, I love Grand Budapest, yeah. Right? Like, I love Inglorious yeah. Bastards. But, I, I, I don't know, I'm not gonna let Quentin suck on my toes or anything. Uh, you should see, like, Reservoir Dogs is great, Jackie Brown is incredible. I'm not a fan of Kill Bill, but people love it. Uh... I'm not a fan of Django, but you like it. <laughs> I like Django. I don't love Django. I think Christoph Waltz is is incredible in Django. I. Huh, that's another. That would be a fun podcast. Be so. I'm glad. What quick side tangent. Uh, this is welcome back. Um, I love that we did Spider Man Three because now that I say Spider Man Three, people are like, "Oh, why do you like it?" I'm just like. I have an hour-long podcast you can listen to, so I don't have to, <laughs> for the rest of my life, I do not have to explain. Well, I yeah. like it because, though no, you don't like it because this, though, okay, all right, I, what do you want from me? I like the movie. <laughs> I, 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 um, yeah. Uh, one we just have thing, Andrew, one thing Andrew explains. Andrew explains, exactly. Um. And to segue to our next topic, but also with Quentin Tarantino, I feel like another reason why it works for me is that Quentin Tarantino, the one thing for everyone who's seen every every single one of his movies, for everyone who hasn't seen a single Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino movie, mm. everyone knows him for his violence. Yeah. Every single person knows that Tarantino violence. Yeah. And I feel like with this movie, it kind of flips it on its head. The first violence that you see, true bloody violence, is Brad Pitt punching the guy, the uh-huh. cult members. And then the next time you see that is the cult members preparing to go in and murder uh, Sharon Tate. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they're like, let's actually go to the other guys. And I think I think there's a lot of messages in this movie, or a lot of uh, subtext. Okay. But I think one of them is... This is Tarantino's answer to the question he gets asked the most of, hey, do you think your violence in movies have perpetuated violence in our culture? And I think this is his answer to him saying, no. That's, okay. That if, if people want to be crazy and dumb and go into someone's house, they're going to go to one day or another, they're going to go to the wrong person's house and get a dog on their throat. Okay. Uh, that's what I think. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, but what? With that, now talking about violence, what I just thought. What do you feel? Do you um, I think this is this is what I'm. This is sort of what I'm talking about with with what I just said um, in regards to uh, like Tarantino sort of falling victim to his own predetermined like, oh, I have to do this sort of violence in my movie. Or else it's not my movie, sort of thing. Um, like I think it really works in in Inglorious Bastards because I think that movie, because I think it serves that movie, because you like watching it, you're like, yeah, Nazis are bad, and so you get to see Nazis die in like these kind of crazy ways, and it sort of becomes that this like exaggerated like um, glorification of it, which which I think works. I think it serves the purpose of that story. Uh, I think in Django, when the violence works is when it, it is in that more satirical sort of world that, that Django tries to be in at some points, but I don't think it works as well in Django as it does in Inglorious Bastards. Um, and I think it doesn't work at all in this movie. I, like, like, it happened, and I was just like, that felt so out of place. That felt like a different movie. That, like, it was just sort of ridiculous and it, it was I I don't know I felt sort of weird about like the like the entire audience I was with was like laughing at it and I was like this is 
I'm uncomfortable by that. I don't like that, you know, all this violence is used as a, as a punchline, I guess. Right. I thought that was, well, like, not great. The violence of this movie, I, I feel like it, it's, again, I don't think this is a good thing, but uh, it's the, it's, that's Tarantino. I feel like there is a level of, and to go way back into a conversation we had uh, about Glass, uh, it's kind of like, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan does a twist, Tarantino does action. If you walk away from those movies and they don't do that, people are a little uh, uh, jaded. Or but it's not, but this isn't, this isn't an action movie. Hey everyone, just wanted to jump in here really quick, wanted to let you know there was a really weird problem, our call suddenly got dropped, uh, and we had to fix that for like five minutes, so we sort of jumped back in after, like after, you didn't miss anything, we basically stopped talking, uh, so we're about to jump back in to the conversation. Just so that edit didn't sound weird, I thought I would add this in. Alright, bye. Nostalgia. Uh-huh. What did you, you, you had some thoughts on Nostalgia. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people talking about how this movie is like, oh, this is a love letter to the 60s, and it's this nostalgic film. And I'm just like, Tarantino was like six when this happened. I'm not nostalgic for 2002, so I don't understand how you can be nostalgic for an era that you don't, aren't like conscious in. I, I wouldn't argue you, but a lot of people... Would you say people are nostalgic for the 80s? A lot of people in our age group? No, because we didn't live in the 80s, so we can't be nostalgic for something that we didn't experience. I feel like but people can be nostalgic for that. I can. I appreciate that. the 80s. I'm like, oh, this is an interesting time, and I think there was a lot of cool stuff going on, art-wise. But I'm not... I wouldn't say that I'm nostalgic for the 80s. I, I would argue that a lot of people are, much like Quentin Tarantino was nostalgic for the 60s, and for some people, they obsess over it. They look up everything for it, if it's music, if it's movies, if it's just visual art. They can just uh, obsess over it, and they can be nostalgic over it. They can wish that those times still exist. Tarantino still uses film. Tarantino still has uh, road shows. Tarantino, like, I would he is very even though he was living uh, alive during the 70s you can say he was very influenced and and has a very big uh, the 60s have a very big effect on him so I would argue that he could be nostalgic for it super nostalgic I think if, if you're trying to be nostalgic for, a, for another bygone era I think other movies have done it a lot better than this one did and I just don't I, I personally don't understand where people are seeing that other than it's set in the 60s like other than that it's like it's not doing a whole lot to be like man look at how good these look at the good old days when everything was racist and bad <laughs> um, for as big of a social guy Tarantino is, quote-unquote again. Uh, it's shocking that he didn't mention that. For, yeah. That's weird. I mean, they did have that whole that uh, cowboy movie that was had that super racist name. Oh, the, the Death of the Indian, something like that? No, it was like Red Red, oh, yeah. red Blood or whatever. Yeah, the only good Indian is a dead one. Oh, yeah, God. I was like... Yeah, yikes, that's real bad. Okay. Yeah. I think that was I think that was his him commenting on it, which wasn't that great, but I mean like his entire career is either genius or problematic. So hey. Once again, that's Tarantino. I don't that's not I don't think that's an excuse for anything. Just being like, well, that's Tarantino. Like that doesn't mean it's good. It's just like, yeah, that's Tarantino and it's not good. Like let pe- like he should do other stuff. If he keeps As- fucking up and doing all this like bad things, like do other things. Don't just justify it being like that sounds like to me, 
That is not an equivalent, but it sounds very much like saying boys will be boys. It's like, well, no, maybe you should change, <laughs> dog. Like, maybe you should do your shit better. As I've been saying throughout this entire podcast, that's not good. I know that's not an attack on me, but much like I'm attacking, there are an abundance of people who go, well, that's just Tarantino. Uh, I just think it has, uh, I, that just drives me crazy. Whenever someone says that, I'm like, stop, like, uh. Like, it, he, has to, he has to have this ridiculously gratuitous violence in this movie for no reason. Because that's Tarantino. It's like, okay, but it doesn't serve the story. It's not adding anything to the experience that I just had. It was just used as like a punchline. And like, what's the what's the point? There is no point. It doesn't... It's not... Ugh. I disagree with you on that aspect. But on everything else you said, 100%. 100%. Uh, but yeah, I let's let's just talk. Like, I really just don't like. And we talked about this with Roma. If you slap my name on this, if you slapped your name on this, if you slapped anyone else's name on this movie, people would go, "Oh, oh so yeah, it would be it so would be dumb. thrown in the garbage." Exactly. Yeah, and it frustrates me to no end. I. It's it's the yeah. it's the thing where it's like you don't like movies, you don't like art, you just like people, you just like like. It's yeah. You like sounding really smart. Good for you. Exactly. You sound smart. You know Tarantino is a name in Hollywood, so you're like, oh yeah, uh, I love Tarantino's latest movie. Of course, it was great. One of the best movies ever made. Yeah, I just uh, it's it's just so garbage. Like what's the what's the I like point movie. of it? <laughs> um, it, it's yeah, like it's it's funny how many people I have to fight off when I'm like, yeah, I think Django Chain is awful. I'm fine with you saying that. That's a, that's a fair opinion. No, there's so many. I think it's like, I think it's a good movie and I enjoy it, but I can understand why you don't like it. I understand why you don't like this movie. I completely yeah. get it. I can, yeah. It's he's at the end of the day, he's a divisive filmmaker. Um, yeah, I, I just, guess. I don't, I don't like that he has made a career of being a divisive filmmaker. I think is is my uh, one of my bigger problems with Tarantino is that like every movie he makes it seems like he's trying to upset people with it just so that people talk about him and I'm just like or make a make a movie and just see what people say you don't have to try and like force a conversation about your movie to happen I mean to play my fun devil's advocate it's it's hey he's one of the biggest filmmakers ever ever it worked. I it's it's that, I, the point I, I I'm just saying like I think that's a shitty thing to do. I agree with you, but I'm more annoyed with the culture that allowed it to happen than with him. That's fair. That's where my frustration comes in. Where they where I feel like everyone has a Tarantino movie that they hate, but yet everyone's like, "Oh, Tarantino, he's the best. I love it. He's amazing." Hey, there's this great female filmmaker. Ah, oh, who cares about her? Tarantino, she's he's amazing. <laughs> we love him. And I, mean, I also yeah. am a fan of Feet. <laughs> Sorry, That's it's weird. Like, it's, it drives me. It drove me crazy with this freaking movie. Every shot was like someone walking, or feet, like right up <laughs> in the camera. I was like, I don't want to look at feet, Tarantino. Stop it. Stop. I get it. You're into feet. I understand. Stop it. <laughs> I want to like bat him on the nose of the rolled up newspaper. I was like, stop, stop this. I, get your I get your get, get your dirty feet out of my face, Tarantino. Stop. Yeah, it was all dirty feet too. That's the thing. It was all dirty feet. It was a lot of feet, and it was a lot of walking, and it was all just feet, and it was bugging me because it was every other shot. 
Every shot of anyone getting anywhere was a shot of their feet. Any shot of someone, of a woman sitting, was a shot of their feet. It was just all feet all day. And I was, I didn't want to look at feet for three hours. It's not, it's not a pastime that I enjoy. I was okay with it. I'm not a fan of feet. They're sweaty. They are sweaty. They're gross and dirty all the time. The only time when your feet are not gross and dirty is, like, the moment you wash them in a shower. And then as soon as you're done washing them, they're gross and dirty again. Yeah. Hey, it it, it floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat, but don't make me look at dirty feet for three hours, Tarantino. (laughs) Quentin? Stop. Stop it. Stop Stop it. it. Stop. Uh, do you have any other points that you want to bring up? Uh, no. I, I I think we sort of you hit the nail on the head with like, I'm tired of people thinking that he's a genius when you put any other name in front of this movie and people would think it's garbage. Like, I think I'm just sick of that stuff happening. I think. Brad Pitt is incredible. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is very good. And I think Margot Robbie is incredible. I just wish I could see this cast in a different movie. I mean, I could see two-thirds of them in Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe I'll just go yeah. watch Wolf of Wall Street. That's a better three-hour movie. Stuff, like, happens in it. Stuff happens here. I mean, yeah, stuff happens, but, like, Wolf of Wall Street, like, there's, like, a story and the character arcs for all the characters and, like, all this, like, you get to see this, the cool shit happen. And this one, it's like, oh, Leo gets upset because he can't remember his lines. Ah, nerds. And then he goes to Italy off screen and he comes back and he's married and then they get really drunk and then a dog bites a dick off. And he lights someone on fire with a flamethrower. You know, normal. You know, normal everyday stuff happens. Also, I can't lie. I do feel like that is a a, a the reason why I feel like the violence at the end is him commenting on his uh, contribution to violence in the world and America right now. Is that is that flamethrower? He used it in. Uh, the Nazi killing movie, and uh-huh. I feel like that's him talking about glorious bastards as well. Uh-huh. I think this movie's smart. I think there's something in it, but there are there are problems. I don't think this is the end all be all of, of film. I I would love to dissect it. Catch catch me in six months. Maybe at, at our tips and tops, I'll be like, yo, actually, uh, <laughs> this that. Uh, one more side note, and then we'll wrap up. Um, uh-huh. I I bought uh, under the Silver Lake. Oh yeah, uh, on Voodoo. I've been showing everyone. There's something about that movie. Sam. There's something there. I, we're not out. crazy. There's something in that movie. Tips and tops. We're gonna have to save like a thirty minute gap just to be like, <laughs> all right. So under the Silver Lake, this is what I got. <laughs> so Pepe sent me over here. <laughs> I got boxes full of Pepe. I got boxes full of Garfield. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I walk over and I'm like, Andrew, Andrew, and there's no Andrew Garfield. <laughs> there is no the Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that's it. You go back to look at the movies and you're like, they don't exist. Boy, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, but that's... No, I... There was a dubstep fight. I remember. It has to exist. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is like, I, what? I don't even like comic books. What? <gasps> <laughs> no! <laughs> People are like, yeah, um, been, yeah, Tobey Maguire and then Tom Holland. And that was it. What about Andrew There's, Garfield? Yeah. The reason why it was such a big deal when Tom Holland came back, it was there was no Spider-Man for like 10 years. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Mark Webb directed. What are you talking about? It is a stupid theory, 
but a lot of people think that it, this is Amazing Spider-Man 3 under, uh, under the Silver Lake. It's a stupid theory. Because um, he does this because of the sticky? Yeah, but there's other, like, uh, like the Piano Man's actually Green Goblin. The blonde girl is uh, is Gwen Stacy, and he lost her. Whoa, it, wild, it, it's this whoa, whole what? Thing. Whoa, wild. Maybe that's the thing with Under, Under the Silver Lake. It's just Amazing Spider-Man 3. It's just actually just secretly... a metaphor for it. Yeah, it's secretly Amazing Spider-Man 3. Wow. I... Yeah. I... Yeah. It's, there's something about that movie. Um, <laughs> uh, my final thoughts, I think final. it's a good movie. It's it's slow. Definitely go in with your cup of coffee. But yeah. um, if you like... If you like... Tarantino's writing with just two characters sitting down and talking. This is a good movie. I love Hateful Eight. I realized a lot of people hate Hateful Eight. And I'm like, well, I guess yeah. I'm just a weird guy. And once again, you're the only person who likes a movie. Yeah, which is <laughs> odd. Um, I think it's absolutely great. I think it's one of his best movies. I haven't uh, seen I it. I don't think this is... I don't know. You would like it more than this. I can guarantee you that. Probably. Uh, I, would li- I like most movies more than I like this one. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's not his best. It's not the best of the year. It's a good movie. Uh, that's what I feel. And yeah. Alright. I say check it out. Well, my name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. You can find me at Sam Bannigan on all the social medias that I use, namely Instagram and Twitter. You can find me uh, fi- uh, uh, uh you can, uh, Andrew, oh, Sam, did you I forget your say? line? No, no, no. Um, you can find Andrew. I gave uh, you the script like a week ago. What do you? How do you not know your lines yet? Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell all. No, that no. You have to wait. You jumped a line. Tell. Go, 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 go past, go past. Oh God, uh, Dear Andrew. You can find. Uh, Calm down. Jesus. You can find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on all the social medias that we use, also namely Instagram and Twitter, uh, and I think on Facebook as well. Uh, please uh, follow us on SoundCloud, like it, and comment on the track on SoundCloud if you would like. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. Please rate and review uh, on iTunes and Google Play if you like it, if you don't like it, whatever. Um, but that would be fantastic. Uh, it'd help out the show a lot. It'd help us out uh, just personally. Maybe we'll feel good about ourselves if we get a nice little review. Or a bad review. Who knows? I guess we'll find out. But most importantly... You can find me on YouTube. No. You can find me on no, Twitter. No, on, Andrew. On, no. At, oh, um... <laughs> Andrew, no. We skipped that part. <laughs> God damn it, Andrew! Tell your 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 compadres. Andrew, I hired you your... <laughs> to oh, do I a job. I hired you. I damn it. find tell your friends. Yes, friends. Friends, tell them all, every single one except the bad ones. Even don't tell them. Uh, yeah. All right. Lord. Are you good? Do you want another take? I just <laughs> Andrew. No. Yes, shoot me again. I'm ready, Mr. Bannigan. I have no idea what you just did. You just cut out and I couldn't hear anything. Well, that's it.